0: Welcome to the 7th episode of the Game 4... Lucky Number 7 is what this is. This is Lucky Number yes. 7. Of the Game 4 podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to create and build a successful... Hopefully, and depends on what your level of success is and what, what you mean by success. But a build a successful gaming group or club. Perfect. Um, I am Adam. I am Matt. And we uh, we are part of Milk Can, And Milk Can has... Uh, made an app that actually makes this pretty, I don't want to say it makes it easy, but it does help. It helps it. It makes it easier. Yes, we made an an app called Game4 which is about connecting tabletop gamers and so today we're going to talk about connecting tabletop gamers Mm -hmm. via a grouper club and we will kind of go through that kind of stuff. So but before we do that, we will kind of quickly talk about like what we've been doing and playing and that kind of stuff recently. Absolutely. So uh, for me,
1: as a now that we're in August and and school time is starting to very creep on us, very soon, I've decided that I've got to uh, get my rattle can prime uh, going. Uh, the stuff that I was going to do in the springtime or summertime that has now still sat there and needs to be done before winter comes.
0: Yeah, this is this is part of the problem with living in Wisconsin is mm-hmm. that um, it gets to a point. It, well, honestly, it gets to a lot of points. There are times when it's too cold to spray rattle can, yep. and there's times when it's too humid to spray rattle can in the summer. Right. So, um, but, yeah, I uh, that, that fall thing. And by rattle can, we mean, like, spray can. If you want to prime things that you're working on, things that you're 3D printing, I'm assuming. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. like,
1: I'm doing airbrush for most stuff, but, sure. like, there's stuff that uh, there's a couple of guys and uh, pieces for armies that I had done with the rattle can the first time... Mm-hmm. So I need to, you know, to keep them consistent paint scheme wise in that way. It's
0: and with the, um, with the 3D printed uh, dungeon tiles that you're working on, mm-hmm. I would think that using spray cans instead of airbrush might not be a bad idea. A lot of those spray cans, especially the primers, are designed to stick better to plastics. Yeah, it's actually uh, yeah, the, I just did an airbrushing and it's oh, been did working you? really okay. well. Yeah. See cuz I have a tendency to do terrain with a spray can versus airbrush just because it's oh, bigger, but I suppose sure. with the tiles each tile is small and it right. helps, they make a bigger thing when they're done. And I can yeah, I've got the lazy and so sure, I kind of yeah, spin yeah. them around and I can do a whole bunch right. Away. Yeah, well that's cool. Yeah, I can't tell you back before I got into it. Got it got an airbrush. I remember, I would remember you that like last really nice day in the fall. And you'd rush outside with a whole bunch of stuff that you'd (laughs) been building over the summer and you'd spray it all so you had stuff to paint over the winter. But now with airbrush, yeah, it generally, you know, you can do that. But there's still times when you want to do certain things. Like I said, I like to do big pieces of terrain with a spray can, so it's just easier. And you just can't do it certain times. Yeah, and I've got some larger orc
1: cranes and stuff that won't fit in my spray booth. So, yeah, no, definitely size is also an issue in
0: that situation, too. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm doing that. And then, yeah, like we said, uh, finishing, well, Starting to paint up and and, and continues to uh, build up my D and D three D terrain.
0: So yeah, the three D printed tiles that you got from uh the the f- the, the, the humble files humble you got bundle. humble bundle yep. yeah yeah and most of them, yeah most of the ones I've been using are from Fat
1: Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's another company that's slipping my mind right now that does some as well. That's,
0: that was included in that, but that's the ones I've primarily been using. So. Mostly been Fat Dragon. Yeah. 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 They, I've seen them at. Uh, I want to say that they were at they had a booth at Origins. I don't think I saw them at GenCon. Okay, but uh, yeah, they did have a, definitely have a booth at Origins, and I know that they because for the longest time they were Fat Dragon. If I remember correctly, was mostly about like paper stuff, right? And then when three D printing started getting big, they moved heavy into making STL files. Yep, which are the files that you use to print. Yeah, uh, so they 3D do.
1: Yeah, lots of minis now. Um, and minis and, and also yeah, right. well yeah, exactly. And, and also easy to and, and the people. thing that's nice about their minis they're they're called They have some trademark, I'm sure. That's like, but it's like basically easy to print because they design them so they don't require any supports or uh,
0: you know rafts or anything like that. So for those of you that don't 3D print supports, like if you are printing something and it's got something that sticks way out. Over the base, like yeah, if the you know, like an like arm. Arm, yep. you, you know, you have to have. Usually, you have to have something that sort of like helps to hold that up, so that you're not just printing out into right. into. Um, Especially if it's hanging down, because then right. it, it can't print that. You know, because you in want to, you don't want it to be just hanging out right. in, in dead air. But there is
1: a, there is an amount of overhang that you can do without a collapsing. But, so right. if it's designed right, like what they're doing, they you know, the sword will you know hold at an angle kind of like up, up, up but as opposed so that to out it can then Versus, no
0: it's smart I mean there's a lot of people most of the software handles the making the supports and things right. like that but some people don't like supports because then you got to clip them off and there's, there's a lot of extra cleanup, work after yeah. cleanup and the extra filaments being used that's true you're also you know using more filament for that but yeah um it's interesting. Just I, the, the, it's interesting to see 3D printing be its its own hobby mm-hmm. in, in comparison. There's a lot of people who are getting into 3D printing within tabletop gaming because they want to right. 3D print terrain or miniatures or even like things to hold their like tokens and all kinds of stuff like right. that. But it is it is another hobby. So yeah, it's and not it, as easy as using a paper printer. And Lord knows, paper right. printers also kind of. And stuck. the
1: materials that are now coming out for like wood. I've been doing yeah, wood yeah. stuff. I've been doing that for a little while. Um, I just saw so carbon fiber is one that's been out for a little bit. That uh, doesn't for even make any sense. I don't know how they. It's got to just be carbon. It's got carbon threads through it through the huh. whole thing, so that then it's you know nice. It's got like a lot more tensile strength. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And then yeah, uh, the latest I just saw this morning, steel. Steel. It turned after it's done. It has like some stuff that when it gets heated, it basically evaporates some of that, so it's just more of the steel. But it's basically, when it gets done, it's ninety percent of the steel composite that they're using. That's just amazing to me. So you can make metal parts and stuff for like, uh, stuff that, you know, doesn't pay to the machine and get it all done. Yeah. 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 You can do gears, all that stuff. That's very interesting. That's very
0: cool. Um, what have I been doing? Well, I've got, I'm about to leave for, um, the Nova open, which is the Northern Virginia open. Mm. It's a miniatures convention tournament, big thing in Northern Virginia. Strangely enough. Uh, so it's basically D.C. It's like four miles from the White House. Right. Because um, I, I, I was last year when I was there, it was John McCain's uh, funeral was happening at that time. That's right. So yeah. I was like standing in, I don't know, someplace getting like coffee in the morning or whatever. And they had like a TV on and it was, you know, like at CNN or something showing like footage and stuff like that from this thing and you know you're used to seeing stuff from from D- but i this is my first time last year was my first time being at dc and i was like oh yeah that's literally just like 10 blocks from here right or whatever it was you know, yeah, yeah exactly been on tv right yeah which i wasn't gonna do no that not for that would have no. gotten shot probably but um but yeah so um it's interesting being that in in, in that city um, and seeing like really old houses at least for america houses mm-hmm. from the 1700s and the 1600s right, right. and stuff yeah it's crazy Anyway, um, but yeah, so I'm teaching two painting classes this year about how to cut corners, how to get things done. with the scissors. Well, no, I mean like how to get your paint jobs done faster so you can get things on the table more quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I'm working on the curriculum for that. Okay. um, Which also means because I'm not going to be it's not going to be paint along with Adam kind of a situation. Like a lot of classes, you're painting along with the person or they're teaching you and they're, you know, this is going to be a little bit more luxury, but I want to be able to show them, okay, well, if you do this, this is what it looks like, and then when you do this, this is the effect you can get. it's show and tell. It's a little bit more show and tell, but I need to be able to show them, you know, number A or, you know, A and B, and like this is afterwards and stuff like that. Okay, that's a lot of prep work, yeah. Yeah, so I've got to get that stuff kind of ready to go and then be able to take it with me as well to... to DC. Are you thinking you'll do that at other conventions possibly? Uh, potentially. After that if it goes this, well. This this convention like they reached out to me and said, "Hey, cuz I had just done a video uh, last late last year about cutting corners and about how it's, you know, because there's a lot of people who who paint their models to play with, but they get like so involved and in trying to make them look perfect and, and everything and that it takes them forever and then they get disheartened because it takes so long to paint mm-hmm. and my point is if you're painting this to basically play with it on a tabletop there's a lot of ways you can make it still look okay or even good but saves you a bunch of time and gets you playing faster Right. So otherwise
1: you end up with like orcs for a kill team for like a year
0: <laughs> that just, that's because you're working on other stuff it's yeah. not that you've been working on the same orcs that's, play that's fine But so, yeah. So I had just made that video and then when they reached out to me, I had done seminars there in the past, uh, the year previous, but about YouTube. And they said, yeah, let's, um, can we do some seminars about how to cut corners because that particular convention for a long time had no, the tournaments generally had no painting requirement Okay. because the 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 kind of the, the people who ran it didn't see that as being important because they were more into the competitive stuff sure. and they didn't care if your stuff wasn't painted. Mm. They are starting to, to some degree, at least it feels to me, kind of change their tune and they're starting to make some painting requirements on some of the tournaments and that kind of stuff. And okay. so they said, hey, we've got a lot of people who would like to know how to probably, you know, who are beginner painters and who would like to know how to get things sure. done quickly. Okay. Whereas other awesome. conventions, it may not as be as much as of a th- thing because they've had such a paint requirement for such a long sure. time. Okay. So, yeah, that kind of stuff. And then I'm, uh, and I've said this, with, I don't know how many of the last several of the, the podcasts, <laughs> I am still painting uh, Star Wars Legion models. But uh, my rebel, my at least my first Empire army is done. I can play an 800 point list. I'm going to add some more things. I'm going to add an ATST, the big kind of chicken walker guy. Right, right, right. I'm going to add a couple of little pieces here and there, but I've got a working list, list, and okay. now I'm working on the rebels. So I'm painting rebel troopers. I'm painting Princess Leia, um, not her in the white like robe, but her in the more like running around run on um, like the, the badass the, the, Leia, yeah, running around run like Muna Endor kind yeah. of like Leia. Yeah, um, and then I've also got luke who's going to be going into that list and i've got i've got a bunch of different stuff but again and i'm painting them quickly because again i'm trying to you know take my own medicine here as mm-hmm. far as that's concerned so yeah that's um that's what's what's been working uh for me on the hobby lately i have been otherwise that and i'm just playing some kill team i've got a campaign that i've been working on with a friend of mine and so we've been doing that and um yeah, I, I personally i personally paint way more than I play. Whereas you play, you paint a bunch as well. But you also are in like a couple of different groups. You do D anD D, right? You do um, some board, board game stuff. Yeah. Although I'm I'm playing less board games than I used to.
1: But well, but it's also summer. We always die off in the summer. But yeah, at the same time. I, I I'd
0: rather play RPGs now. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, uh, I can understand that. I actually picked up a couple of RPGs at uh, Gen Con, which is a bit. Um, weird for me yeah. but i i mean i get the feeling i may never probably probably play them but i do enjoy the concept like i i just want to read them to be, to be right. honest if, if if that's all that ever happens and i just read them and really enjoy the, the reading um to me that's fine mm-hmm. um but if i do eventually play them that m- might be interesting as well so um when you're doing that you could try to play with a group or a club you could you see that segue there? that, I did? that was amazing that was yeah no I'm, subtle i'm a pro this subtle is like amazing. my seventh podcast um so yeah so uh, like groups or clubs like what what does that mean to, to to different people there's a lot of different things so um sometimes your gaming group is just your friends that mm-hmm. you play with you know um or, or whatever but there are definitely more official to some degree kind of groups or clubs that that are that are out there mm-hmm. that people do um it, it depends on the game genre and it kind of depends on the game. Um, it also kind of depends on the area, really. Right. So like um, in wargaming, the miniatures, the stuff that I do, overseas in the UK, like that's the main way that people get together and play right. is that is in wargaming clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is because the, the stores generally are small And don't have a lot of space for gaming so the group people get together and they take dues and do all that stuff right and sometimes
1: like they even represent a couple like stores as sponsors i know that the nottingham uh Mm war gamers and i apologize if i got the name wrong but i know they had reached out because they're like,
0: here's, "Here's the location for the game at. Here's the stores we're representing, mm-hmm. all this stuff." Or, yeah, so in that situation, like they they take dues and things like that because they actually rent a space. Yeah. Sometimes it's a misused or unused storefront someplace, like in the, on the high street or yeah. wherever or they do it. Or a private
1: room in the back of a tavern.
0: Sure, but the, a lot of times those kind of clubs want to keep something where right. they can keep their terrain mm-hmm. there. They can keep their tables set up and then sometimes even and i've seen this a little bit more in this country maybe than, than the uk but it depends sometimes these these clubs almost become stores like they will take orders and stuff mm. like that and things like that for or, you know and the people will group together all the people that come at the right. club and whatnot but the the dues in those situations are generally to pay for the rent for the, the location mm-hmm. and then there's certain people who are maybe like on the board and they have keys and it's a whole thing and then there's like definitely wednesday night definitely Saturday night that they play or whatever, Right, right. Um, you know that's a very official kind of kind of club, um, and we're not really. I mean, you know, it can get to that point, right? But then again, like I said, there's also if you play a role playing game with your friends or with a group of people, like that is also right. just a gaming group, but right. you don't necessarily. You know, you're not out there trying to recruit, get more people in there unless right. somebody leaves the group and you need a new healer or you need an, you right. know, that yeah. that's a different story yep. as well. So that whole spectrum. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's a big spectrum there. Um, so, w- OK, so why why would you start a group or a club? Generally, you would because, it, you know, you might not be able to find one in your area. So there's something to be said about being able to find a person to game with. Mm-hmm. But a lot of games uh, are, are generally better played with multiple people. Correct. Now, if you're playing Magic or Pokemon or something like that, that's generally a one-person on one-person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're into uh, Commander for, right. um, for Magic, which is a different format, you generally want to play with more than just one-on-one. You usually like to play between four to eight. Right. You know, so that's a different story. I don't know if they have something like that with Pokemon as well. I've never played Pokemon. But um, those types of games are like that. Uh, RPGs, generally, you want to have group multiple people. people um, most bo- board games, right? generally like a group. Miniatures and things like that, war games like that, generally are like more of a one-to-one. But some groups do expand and try to have either I want to be able to play multiple people maybe we start a league right or I just don't want to have to play the same person over and over again right. which is also fine mm-hmm. and in some situations you end up doing that you know like you play against your brother-in-law because he's the only other person you know that that plays you know whatever uh, bolt action in the area-hmm but the both of you might be a little bit happier if there was a larger bolt-action group. You right, know, you get more experience and, and different experiences. and Playing against different armies, different play styles, all yep. kinds of things like that, absolutely. So one reason you might start one is because you want to be able to have more people to play with and there are not any clubs or groups around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another option, too, where it could be a situation where there are play groups around you but maybe they don't play the type of game that you like to play, or they don't play the same style of game you like right. to play.
1: You might want to be competitive and
0: they're very casual or vice versa. Or they're a board game club and you just want to play Magic right. or, you know, or whatever. I mean, there's like, yeah, we, mm-hmm. like, we know in our local area that there are board gaming groups. And I wouldn't expect to go into that board gaming group and come to one of their meetings and then say, "Hey, here, who who wants to play, you know, Kill Team?" Because they'd be like, "I don't, none of us play that. We play board games." And you'd be like, "Oh yeah." And they'd be like, "Hey, do you want to play, you know, um, Puerto Rico?" And I'd be like, "I I always go to Puerto Puerto Rico because it's literally the only game game that I know." Uh, That's not true, Uh, but it's it's, Blood
1: Rage. We'll we'll get more recent.
0: Blood Rage is a little bit kind of a gateway game. Anyway, that is a different story. Uh, for a different time but yeah so they're like oh we're going to play this and then I would be like oh I don't like to play that kind of game well then that doesn't make sense like why would you go try to get into the board game club but if you start your own club for people who like to play war games or Mm -hmm. people who like to play magic you know there's I think some benefit to that Um, what do you think I mean like because you've You've got a club, sort of. I've, uh, yeah, I've got a few groups, clubs, sure. kind of going on. Well, yeah, there's people that you're affiliated with, but you've also got like a group of people who.
1: Yeah, so I d- yeah, I've got a you know, I've during the, during the non uh, so basically during the school year, mm-hmm. usually Thursday nights. My my wife usually plays volleyball, uh, so I'm usually need to be the parent that's around the household. Right. So that you know our kids are not you know, doing the. Uh, so they don't turn feral. Lord of, the, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies, right, yeah. On, yeah, right. So, yeah. So that's when I picked, I'll uh, we'll do a board game night so my friends can come yeah. over. I can still do stuff for fun. You're still home. Yeah, sure that yeah and at the time, south. I yeah, restarted it at 8 because the kids were in bed. Okay, like, you gotcha, know, now sure. there's kind of an overlap and they're older. And, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we do that uh, usually just about every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, a, you know, for three or four people. Yeah. Um D&D group. Mm-hmm. Uh that one is uh we're doing you know longer campaigns there and that one's every couple weeks but you know uh as we can do it. Um and then a Discord group which is uh casual Tuesday nights uh, random RPG. Mm-hmm. And then uh Not random r- per se. Not like you the like random. roll right, right we don't no. like oh <laughs> like oh apparently we <laughs> apparently playing paranoia tonight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um and then yeah, and then there's another D&D group that's starting up that's be doing as well so cool
0: now that is though pretty much all of those are are basically just a like friends or friends of friends right right, like right. they it's are more of a yeah the
1: discord um, one's a little bit more disassociated because we you know it's like oh they're far apart and anybody that that hears
0: about it we've, we've kind of had it open to people so that in that situation so do you think that there is a Is it just semantics or is there a big difference between a group and a club? Like in the Game 4 app, if you look in the menu, we've got it called Groups and Clubs, which from my marketing guy hat, uh, there have been times when I've been like, maybe we should pick one. But there's something to be said about being able to use that function in the app for just your RPG group and make Mm -hmm. it a private group. Because you have that ability in the app. You can make it a public group so that anyone can join. You can make it a uh, vetted group so that people can request to join and then you get to say right. yes or no as the admin or whatever. And then there's also the pub or the private group where basically people kind of have to be invited to some degree. Right, you have to share that group and they have to, to right. be invited. So in that situation, if you just wanted to use the, the Game 4 app as a way for us to communicate about when we're next playing RPGs, at that point that's kind of more of a group. Right. right. But I think a club... Is it's just a, more of the public. It's a yeah, exactly. So it's kind of more of the seems more structured. So. It does. Just a and again, the this name. may be semantics, but right. it does come across to some degree as. This is, like, maybe we have a president or a something. Maybe Heck, there might be bylaws. There might be dues if you get right. really big and you want to do stuff like buy a right. game library. But I know or some of the games.
1: board game groups around here are called groups, even though they have more of the more formal structures. Right,
0: yeah. So it is kind of – we wanted to use, I think, both terms there just because we kind of – it was a catch-all. Yeah, and then why I wanted to exclude it. It could probably be – I'm sure if we called it groups, everyone would understand. Potentially, or clubs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So – but in that situation, yeah, it, it, it very possibly to get one of these things started, let's say we're aiming, let's say we're taking the term club as being a little bit more, you know, structured and and, sure. and, and if you want to start working towards having a club, right? then it's best, I think, to start with a group, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you and your friends get together and play board games on Thursday nights, that's cool. And then, like, what's the goal? Is it just to get more people to come to the house? Like, one of the big clubs around here Mm -hmm. that we know of, they don't generally play at someone's house. They play at a public place, which I think is a big portion as well of making it a club as opposed to a group. Right. If it's just a group and you get together and play at your house and then sometimes maybe you get together and play at somebody else in the group's house, that's fine. And
1: maybe, you know, so-and-so's brother-in-law's in in town Mm. or something. Sure.
0: But generally it's not people that not associated tightly with somebody else. Right, and we do have the functionality in the app. When we, when we first launched, we didn't have it this way. When we first launched, the groups and clubs portion was designed so that it could only really work in stores. Mm-hmm. And again, this was because we stores in our store database are known public places, so it was a safety s- situation right. and things like that. Now... Um, we've added new functionality, actually. I don't want to say now, because it's been out for like a year, yeah, that now. Functional- yeah. right. functionality. But the functionality is such that if you start a group or a club in game four, you can have events at local stores, no problem, great, it's awesome. As long yeah. as we're in the database, boom. But let's say you guys get together and play at uh, the back room at some restaurant. Yeah, um, or or, or, yeah, or the you know the general meeting area in your dorm room. So. Sure, like yeah. or, or church basement, some right. other public place. Then you can go into the app and say, hey, for this group, we want to use this public place as one of our public places. And you put in the information. We get a notice, and then we look at it, look it up on Google to make sure that it's actually, you know, it's actually an Applebee's, like you say it is, or whatever, and not someone's house or whatever. And then we okay that, and then now you can have your events at this public place without Mm -hmm. having to go through a bunch of rigmarole, which is nice. But, again, if you then decided you wanted to have a, event at a private residence. Right. You can do that. But then it has to be a private event meaning it's only for club members. Club members because you don't want randos showing up at your house. Right. So that's that's kind of that situation and the benefit to that I think is that if you are trying to start if you've decided we're going to start a club and we're going to take this group of board gamers and, and, and try to make it a bigger group of board gamers. And maybe we get—I mean, maybe the end goal is to get such a big club that eventually you start your own convention. Yeah, you know, I mean, it that's could, cool. Could happen. Yeah, you, you need to be able to, in that situation, recruit. Right. So one of the best ways to recruit is using the GameForce stuff. Frankly, is to be able to put gaming events, public gaming events, into the app, so that mm-hmm. people who are just looking through the game events section of the app and I'm making the universal sign for scrolling, scrolling through on, your your, app, yeah. on your phone. Um, but people who are scrolling through there could be like, oh, cool, board game night on Thursday. That's really cool. And then they look at it and they say, oh, it's at the shop. And then they're like, oh, it's, you know, or it's at Perkins or, or wherever right. it is. And, uh, and then they're like, oh, that's interesting. It's a club. And then you, as the user, can go there to to show up and then maybe you meet then you meet the people and you play some games right. and then maybe you become a club member and then mm-hmm. that's how things expand. Then maybe as a club member, you tell one of your friends, hey, you and I like to play board games. You should come along with me next week. And then boom, boom, boom. It just keeps right. kind of hopefully expanding. So um, if you don't have any gaming friends, though, to be able to start that group, okay, then what do you do next? Um honestly generally again and we've talked about this I don't know how many times you go to the game store mm-hmm. you go to the game store and ask them like what do people play do people come in here and play role playing games on Saturdays right. do, do do you have a board game night do you, you know like what's the popular card game right or, or if you have a specific thing like I want to play bolt action
1: right do you know anyone else that's interested in playing bolt action? You right, might exactly. Go, Actually, I know a few people that buy all the bolt action stuff.
0: Right, right, yeah. Or, or like if you're like, I'm interested in um, – if I'm interested in miniatures, what's the most popular miniature game that you're selling? Oh, it's X-Wing. Oh, okay, cool. So I've got some X-Wing or I don't, but I could start playing some and find out in nights and people come in. And so that's a good way to kind of start building that group. It's very difficult, I think, to decide to build a gaming group or club and start and just put it out there by yourself it you it helps it's not impossible not impossible it's but not impossible but i think it helps to have at least a couple other friends um you know right and, or, and,
1: and they don't have to be you know your best friends they could just be right. people you've gamed with before that exactly. you've met at a convention or through work or
0: something and it may even just start if you're using something like game four to keep all your your, your group and club stuff it may be one of the situations that starts where it's just like well you and me and somebody else, and we're, there's at least three of us in the club now because in right. the game four like page it shows how many people are in the club and who they are, and then that way someone's like like because if someone starts a club and there's only one person in it they're like hmm well that might not be you know what it, I mean right whereas if you see it well there's at least three people or four people well then that helps it's kind of like um when you're doing stuff for tips. Let's say you're playing piano in a hotel bar for tips. Uh, you put a couple of seeds, di- yeah, you, you, you put a couple of bills into right. the little into the uh, brandy snifter. So they know that that's so that's for tips, and right. they're like, "Well, somebody must have tipped them." So I guess I might as well, you know, that kind of, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's necessarily a great analogy, but it's a, it's what I'm going to go I with. I like it. Yeah, all right, well, that's fine. I got no problem we'll go with, with it. it. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Um, yeah, I would definitely. And obviously we're a bit biased because we designed it, but definitely I think that something like Game Four, I think it's putting your your Grouper Club into there, and being very descriptive mm-hmm. in the description field for your Grouper right. Club, coming up with a name, you know, that kind of stuff is and great. If, and if you're using Game Four, then also look at the like the
1: LFP listings. Exactly. If, if some if you're trying to start an RPG and you see like two other people are posting about Pathfinder or right something else, go. You know, private message them
0: and, and, mm-hmm. and ask them if they want to you know get together and join that group yeah exactly if you see if you go look at the you know if you're going to start a group about um, of people who get together to board game and you go look through and look in your areas looking for players section within yeah. um, the game for app if you find people in there who are saying I would want to play these board games that board game whatever you can send them a message directly through the app right. and say hey we have this group in the area and if you're interested, take a look at it and then tell them a name or whatever and then they can go and follow by looking through the groups and clubs section, find your stuff, maybe they join, maybe they start showing up. Mm-hmm. That, the way that you can kind of work those two things together, we've also had stores that have done kind of the same thing. Right. They look at the looking for players in their local area and they see four or five people who wanna play fifth edition, fifth edition D&D and then they reach out to them and say, hey, by the way, we have, fifth edition adventurers league on thursday nights or, or, or whatever they didn't and now they do right exactly if you see hey, what you're asking for app. we're going to start it would you be interested you know that's another right. way to reach out to people that's one of the reasons why the looking for players thing like we have people from time to time who ask us and they're like well you know there's no stores really much in our area or there are some stores but they're not using the right. app yet and that kind of thing my step one would be i would say we'll go tell them that they should use the app and that would be a great place for the post mm-hmm. their events um but Sometimes that's the case where there maybe just aren't stores in your area. But if there are other people using the app, they'll be in the looking for players. Right. And remember that the looking for players is not your profile. Correct. You have to, like, you have to say, you have to put yourself out there. Right. It's not just like, oh, these are the players who live near you. And the reason for that
1: is so that, you know, I can like board games, but I might be, I have a lot of people I play board games with. I don't need anybody else. Right. So then I can post about, like, paranoia. I've got one out for Mm -hmm. paranoia. And you can post multiple ones. So if yeah. you're looking for multiple types of games and stuff like that, you can put multiple LFPs out there. You can also put out just one. Like right, you can
0: choose it. to put one and then have multiple, because there's the four genres, and when you pick one, like unlike events where a, a, an event needs to be kind of one genre, for LFPs you can mark multiple genres. I'm 98% sure you Okay. Can. Yeah, yeah. And you can also do it in groups too. Okay. Groups and clubs can do that as yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have my phone on me, so I can't prove no, it to but you. No, but uh, yeah. it sounds right. Because then that way you can say, I like to play this type of game and this type of game, and I'm looking for that. Right. And you can also list, like, you know, your the, the titles that you like to play. Like, mm-hmm. I like to play, you know, Puerto Rico and uh, <laughs> and whatnot. So, um, yeah, so that looking for looking through those sections can help you to, to find some people in your local area also, not just to play with, but also maybe to start kind of growing your group or mm-hmm. club. Um, but be descriptive. Don't just write, like, Play board games. Right, exactly. Be like, you know, looking for people who are interested in playing. Roughly, like our meetings are probably going to be at this time of day on these days, and we're looking for people who are, you know, interested in having a like fun time, like or we're, we're looking re-play. for people who are looking yeah. for competitive play, or Euro you know, games, or exactly. mostly, mostly we play mostly cooperative, but role play anything. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah, and because the more description you can put in there, the more likely you're to you're going to get the people who are the Right, people, because right, because they're not going to show up and go, Okay, I'm here to play this game. And you're like, No, we don't do that one. Sorry, I don't know. Right. And they're like, Oh, I thought you did. No, and, the, and it also kind of shows that you're more serious about it, right? Yeah, I think that, yeah, when you spend a little bit more time on your description, I think it can definitely help to um, make it more uh, valid. Yeah, the, the, they, people DMs. people look at it and go, Okay, well, they, they at least spent some time, you know, on the description, so that it makes a little bit more sense. Um, but you then can also,
1: you can also and then and then go to gaming events and, for recruitment. I know that, uh, like our local conventions, uh, there'll be flyers for all the local gaming events. Like, hey, you like playing these board games? Right. Well, yeah, we, we play these all all year round. Not just at the convention.
0: Yeah, going to local conventions is another good way to get people kind of added to your group potentially. Um, we've seen at least the local conventions around here that a lot of times the board gaming groups kind of all get together like not, you know, all the people in the group and they go to the convention together and then they run a bunch of events. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, that way then the, you're helping out the convention, but you're also to some degree recruiting for your group just right. to get more people. Mm-hmm. Because really the goal, if you're trying to play more games is to get more people to play with. Right. And even if you only ever play against one person all the time, and you guys are okay with that? That's fine. But a lot of people like to be able to switch things up. And again, like we said, in a lot of situations, many games don't work super hot with just two people. Right. Or, or on the game. Or
1: there's seldom is it that the two people that are playing together have the exact same taste in games. Right. So there might be or a game the same you, schedule. Or there might be a game you really really like, like um, like Terra Mystica. I have a friend who really likes Terra Mystica. Sure. Every time we play, that's one of the games he wants to bring to the table. Fine game, but we don't always want to play it. Right, but yet he can find other people that will play it all the time. Sure, and there's some people that
0: will never play it, and then they can find their own. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, it's all about personal preference, frankly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So yeah, post public events um, to get people involved because then they might join. And when I say public events, like in the Game for app, when you make a public event for your group, it shows up in the normal group uh, game listing. Um, but like I said we also said go to some go to stores you know like sometimes like if you make a simple flyer and put it up at stores people who are coming into stores who are like I'm new to the area and I'm wanting add boom you can say look at that there's a flyer right there right. you know but um, if there are also it's sometimes easier uh, on game four hopefully uh, just to be able to find that stuff at any time of night like even when the game store is closed right. um, you also want to talk to gamers sometimes and, and take this with a, with a, a bit of you know restraint, but sometimes talk to gamers that might not even be interested because they might actually be like they may come across as being maybe mm, I'm not really interested and maybe a bit aloof or whatever, which can be shyness, which in the last episode we talked about sure, dealing yep. with with different you know, types of gamers okay. and, and that kind of stuff. But they may not be interested in board games, but they might tell their friend who is, you know what I mean. That's a good so, point, So, yeah. like, in that situation, when you say to someone, hey, we, like, we've got this board game group, and we... you're know, Like, me, I'm not a board gamer, so if someone was like, hey, we got this board game group and everything, I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm not going to go to that, because I'm just not my thing. I like to paint little people and push them around the table and all that kind of stuff. But when a friend of mine says, I'm really interested in board games and I'm looking for, like, people, I'd be like, Would well, you need to talk to these folks. Like, right. You know I, I mean? know that, they, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so just you know it's that whole don't keep your light in a bushel or something right. I don't know if that's I, I, mean, have, uh, I have no idea I think that's anyway. learned it in it's school it's networking really it's, yeah it's, exactly it's about it, it might not pay
1: off right then but right. eventually event people will be situation. like oh yeah those are the people that do this that's right it's at the tech conference I'm apparently called the game guy now nice that's you could be called
0: worse things right yeah yeah absolutely. you know originally we were the oh those are the guys that built the, the app yeah, you guys are the guys that built the app for the tech conference and now you're the game guy now I'm the game guy nice So that's not bad you yeah. should get a special app. I stepped up and it. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, a fez you, you should totally get a fez I, I should you get know, a yeah, fez you now. should yeah because um, honestly like yeah yeah Yeah. because they make them with 20-siders on them and stuff like Fezes that Fezzes are cool yeah. and they are cool um the other thing that's kind of important, and this is not just, in my opinion, important uh, in a gaming club, this is important in lots of different things. I think it's important in life. Uh, be consistent <laughs> um, because like I have found as I've been consistent in my YouTube channel, like when I first started, I was all over the board. There'd be three weeks in between video and then two weeks between a video and then five weeks between a video and it was all over the place. And then in October. I think it was October of 2015 I decided, you know what, I'm going to just start making a video every single Friday. And I have not missed one yet. Knock on what might actually be wood. And um, yeah, it's been been nearly four years. Like this upcoming October will be four years. But I immediately, no, not quite immediately, I very shortly noticed an increase in viewership and that kind of stuff. It helped me to get people... Like, as soon as I started telling people that this is going to be every Friday, people become to expect it. YouTube and its algorithms is like, hey, this person seems to post the exact same time on the exact same day of the week all the time. That seems serious. And then, they, you know, it helps as well. Right. Um, but the people portion of it, people kind of not, I don't want to say depending on it, but expecting it mm-hmm. is, is important. And I think that if you have a group or a club and you have... Like you're like you're doing with your board game stuff. Generally, every Thursday, except for right. you know, like, in, not over the summer and stuff like that. But if you if you just decide to have a group or a club, but then nothing ever happens or things or happen once in a while, then exactly, it, you know, everyone's schedule is going to conflict. Versus what are they right. like? Oh
1: yeah, I can make. I might not be able to make it every week, but I can make that day work. And then when they're planning other stuff, they can do that. Or you know, they're like, oh, that board game. Group meets on Wednesdays. I'm always busy on Wednesdays. I need to find a board game group that meets on Thursdays. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So being consistent in that situation um, can really help to kind of impress upon people who are interested in thinking about joining the club that this is a club that's at least pretty serious, you know, and that I can kind of depend on stuff. Right. And and there's nothing to be be think about your board game your your store having
1: Friday night magic not on Fridays. Like say they just had. A magic night, it's once a week and they'll just
0: figure it out each week. Right. What, exactly, what yeah. Is. Like, you know, people know about Friday Night Magic because Friday Night Magic is Friday Night Magic and has been for like a decade at least, if not right. longer. But, you know, so nearly every place that sells magic has got Friday Night Magic going on and it's an event. Now, there are some places that also have other events. They also maybe have Monday Night Magic or they'll have, you know, if they're or whatever. But that one is well known and it's just become a thing. Um, so, yeah, you're right. If your store was like, well, we have magic events. Oh, yeah, on Friday? Nah, well, sometimes they're on Friday. Sometimes they're on Thursday. Sometimes they're on Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Right. The, your, your, your person's going to be like, hmm. And it's the same thing with a club. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it definitely is. Um, and then, y- you know, you also have to, like, if you've if you've started to kind of get things moving a bit, um, you do sometimes have to adjust the scale or the type of club to gain more members like if you decided to start a club here in the middle of wisconsin Mm -hmm. and all the club did is play paranoia let's say Mm -hmm. the role-playing sounds like a great game okay awesome club yep right that's very potentially going to be a very small club that at that point will actually probably just be a group that's what they want you to think if you well sure but if you think that like you know what i mean like if it's a game like, if you only play Settlers of Catan, even right. though that's a very popular game, that will no, have a harder heart. time mm-hmm. than saying we are a board gaming club mm-hmm. because that board gaming club can be so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm just telling you that when you sit there and go, man, I've only got two people that have joined my club ever, and we only ever play this one game that, almost, that only four people have ever heard of. Well, yeah, you've, you've nearly, at that point, saturated the market. That's the way it works. Right. Um, you may need to uh, loosen the focus a bit. Yeah, you're not you're not going to have a you know a thousand person group in a small area for honey heists. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I think though that there's something to be said about not also just being like, well, we're open to all types of tabletop gamers. There's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes I think that at least a little bit narrowing down some kind of focus. You yeah, know, it does help. And and then uh, another thing is just you know kind
1: of along those lines is, is setting those expectations. Right. Like, are you a casual group? Are you a non-casual group? Are you, is it, do you want people to try to make it every week? Or is it a come as often as you want? Mm-hmm. You know, don't come as often as you want. Exactly, like, yeah.
0: I think that, yeah, like the, you know, you can get real fancy with your club. You can have bylaws. You can have dues. You can have elected officers. I mean, if you really want to go that route, you can. But you're also right off the bat, in some situations, going to be, Maybe turning some players off. who mm-hmm. are like, man, nah, I don't. Yeah, but you no, know, I don't want to do that. But well, maybe some people are looking for that. Sure, and in some situations, especially if a group or a club gets really big, that stuff becomes a little bit more necessity. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how do you handle a conflict if two people, you know, just cannot game together? Sure, yeah, and and like you know, and the dues thing in a lot of situations can be like the dues like we talked at the beginning part of the show if you're in a wargaming club like in the uk that dues those are important because that's how you pay for the rent on the place that right. you guys get together and play war games at
1: but it could be you know hey we all chip in five bucks because we order pizzas
0: sure could be it could be pizzas could be game library you know that kind of oh, thing yeah. if it's mm-hmm. a board gaming place and whatever um i mean generally i think with board gaming clubs it's because of the very nature of board gaming it's generally you just bring the stuff that you're thinking that we, right, have, we is, all might like which to play. is kind of why
1: I think a lot of like when I started playing board game uh, groups, it was so that I could play more games that I didn't. I didn't have to buy every game. Right, exactly. I could play you other could people's. Get
0: the taste of it by playing other people's because they would bring it, and then you'd bring stuff that they hadn't played. And right, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, it totally makes sense. I mean, that's one of the things that's I think great about tabletop gaming is that it allows us to be able to, you know, you've got that social interaction and different than video games like if i want to play a multiplayer video game i have to go out and buy the video game so that i can be one of the multiple people who play that whatever deathmatch or whatever and that's Mm -hmm. fine um now there used to be this is make me old i swear there used to be a way in either diablo or in the original starcraft where multiple people could play but they didn't have to have all have the game right
1: yeah, yeah sometimes yeah it was if it was a, if it was a private server you only needed like one official copy and, yeah, yeah something like that and i
0: know that on the original nintendo ds too i think with maybe mario kart the original mario kart ds that you couldn't play all the maps all the tracks but some of the tracks you could just like one person just had the cartridge and the rest of the people didn't. Mm. And then they would download like that one track and you guys call it race even though only one person had the game. Okay. So that's the exception rather than the rule mm-hmm. in most video games. Whereas in board games specifically yeah, we don't all have to own Gloomhaven to play Gloomhaven, right? Exactly. That would be crazy. That would be, and and you know, and in, in miniatures generally, probably. But we both bring our own stuff. But in some games, if you're you know, if you're trying to teach somebody how to play a skirmish game, it's very simple to have two small mm-hmm. forces of five to ten models each force. That's not too bad. Um, uh, Magic the Gathering, like I've heard of cube drafts. Have you heard of cube drafts? That's just okay. like you get a whole bunch of cards together, and then you draft as if you were drafting. Like a draft a pack, is yeah. like if you're drafting from like a box. This is instead we've just already taken a whole bunch of them. We mix them all together crazy, and then we draft what's already there. So okay. one person brings the cube, as it were. I don't know what it's called that. I don't think it's actually – Cubic. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, so if one person brings the cube, and then you all sit down and draft and have a good time with it, and then nobody else had to bring anything, which is nice. And in role-playing, it's kind of almost always that way. One person is the GM and has that kind of information, and then you can have the, the
1: player's, handbook, hand, player's handbook,
0: depending on the type of game. But there's also plenty of games, like one of the games I bought at Gen Con, um, Casket Land, that's just like you need just basically one person with the book. Right. And everything else is like PDFs that you can download and print out for like character sheets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of that within tabletop gaming that it's like you can try out and dip your toes into a lot of different things without having to go all in on it. So I think that also helps us to find more things to play Um, and 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 that just the cost alone and that helps. Mm -hmm. So so that's one of the big benefits, I think, to groups and clubs and playing with more people is you get to learn about and play more games. You don't just get to learn you know this play styles of new people and and meet new people although you do do both of those things but sure. you also get to play new and different types of games. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah, I think that, that works out well. Um all right. So is there anything else we need to cover on this? I mean No, but uh, yeah, if if
1: if you're if you run a group or club mm-hmm. and and want to give your tips of how to, how you started your club or yeah. stories uh, let us know because we're probably going to do a follow up episode, you know, yeah. in a little while that we're going to kind of like readdress this, uh, talk more, you know, more in depth if there's something that we did, we kind of brushed over. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely give us feedback about that so that we can kind of use that for that show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you can send us an email at podcast at imgame dot about that, or send us a message through. YouTube comments or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or we're Or all in the, the game for app yeah. or in the game for app. That's true. Um, and again, if you're looking to start a group or a club, we, you know, obviously we're biased to some degree, but we think that it's a big benefit to be able to do that with the game Four app. We, we built in the groups and clubs, uh, section into it. So not only can you find groups and clubs in your area, and when we go to conventions and stuff like that, like two of the big things when I pull out my phone to show people like the app, looking for players, there's always tons of stuff in there. And then also lately, depending on the city, there's also plenty of groups, groups and clubs. Yeah. We've got thousands of groups now. Yeah, yeah. We've got, what did we last say? 1400 plus. Oh yeah. We're way over that we're now. We're way over that now. Even. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of groups and clubs in, in, um, in game four and it's free. It's not, you know, like there's another company out there that makes, um, some software for meeting up with people. And, uh, and, uh, that's not free. That's not, uh, no. it's, yeah. So, um, and also it's not, designed for tabletop gamers. It's designed for all kinds of other things and so in this situation like it's it's just easier not only is it easier to find the group and club that you're interested in but you can also then as the group and club when you post a public thing it shows up in the normal gaming area the gaming right, events area. genres are already there so, right. you and can so it can target the right users. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it's it, it helps a lot so I would tell you to definitely take a look at it if you're in the interest of starting a group or a club or looking for groups and clubs in your area exactly all right well thanks again for listening to this episode of the game four podcast if you've got questions or comments and you're watching on youtube please leave a comment below if you're listening via your favorite podcast player or just aren't into the whole youtube comment section thing then you can feel free to reach out to us as we mentioned via email at podcast at imgamefor.com. you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter and lastly, to find out more about the Game4 platform designed to connect tabletop gamers, and hopefully i start you a group or a club, please check out our website at, uh, www, at wwwimgame That wwwi dot com. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.